This episode of the Black Equity Podcast is brought to you by Sip and Share Wines. Head over to SipAndShareWines.com and join the wine club. That's SipAndShareWines.com. Join the exclusive wine club today. Welcome, Black Equity listeners, to another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast. On today's episode, we get the opportunity with the new show, Rhythm and Flow, coming out this week to sit down and analyze at least the first episode and look at the black equity involved and see how our culture is being portrayed on a outlet that is not black owned, but is black targeted. So this episode is going to be looking at uh, how our culture is targeted by Netflix through this particular show and uh, the cultural relevance and the cultural value that is brought to this um, brought to this platform. So without further ado, let's let's dive in. Let's see what we find as we study Rhythm and Flow, episode one. And uh, this is starring uh, Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I.P. Tip Harris. Let's get into the episode. So Rhythm and Flow shows up on Netflix today. And so now the culture is going to be soaking this up. They've been waiting for it. You got Cardi B hosting. You got T.I. hosting. You got Chance hosting. And so I'm looking at the news, right? Looking at the news and seeing how this is going to be rolled out. You got Time Magazine's headline. Netflix Rhythm and Flow is TV's best music composition in years. The next one, Trillist. Netflix's new hip-hop series, Rhythm and Flow, wants to find the best rappers, best new rappers in America. Complex, Chance the Rapper and T.I. talk Netflix reality series, Rhythm and Flow with Charlamagne. People Magazine, watch Cardi B give tough love to an aspired rapper contestant on Netflix's Rhythm and Flow. Newsweek, Rhythm and Flow format, how, do, how does the show work and who judges with Cardi B? Los Angeles Times, why Netflix's rhythm and flow is huge for hip-hop. Variety, TV review, rhythm and flow with Cardi B, T.I., and Chance the Rapper. Entertainment Tonight, Cardi B and T.I. talk rhythm and flow and react to Super Bowl halftime show rumors. Pitchfork, Nipsey Hussle, Killer Mike, Quavo, more to appear on new Netflix hip-hop competition show. Collider.com, first trailer for rhythm and flow reveals Netflix's new musical competition. So rhythm and flow is now embedded into the culture for the next month or two. Okay, it's official. Netflix has done the necessary things in order to embed it into our conscience that this is something that you need to pay attention to. So all eyes are now on rhythm and flow for the next few weeks, for the next month. So my job Our job at Black Equity is to pay attention to what is it they're selling you? What is it they're really, really trying to give you? Is there any hidden messages being put on us? Is there any true Black Equity involved? Let's look at it. Let's look at rhythm and flow. 
And obviously, this is a black targeted show on a white owned network. It's Netflix. Okay. So we have to acknowledge that and at least state it for the document uh, documenting of black wealth. So let's look at rhythm and flow and let's see what we can find out. What is really going on uh, behind the scenes, right? So as we look up rhythm and flow and we try to find out more information uh, about rhythm and flow, here's what we find. The current producers on uh, rhythm and flow are as follows. The current producers are uh, listed here as uh, Get Media. So let's find out who that is. Rhythm and Flow, uh, Gaspin Media, I apologize. Gaspin Media, Get Lifted, Film Company, and Jesse Collins Entertainment. Gaspin Media, Get Lifted, Film Company, and Jesse Collins Entertainment. Okay, that's what you need to know. So who is Gaspin Media? Who are they? That's what I would want to know. If I'm going to walk into this and learn more about, you know, this show, and I want to know the, about the black equity involved, I want to know well, who's Gaspin Media. Who are, who are the people behind this show that's putting so much money and backing uh, behind this brand? So we pull up Gaspin Media. And here's what we find. Gaspin Media, it states the following, is uh, Jeffrey Mark Jeff Gaspin, 1960s, an American television executive producer and former chairman of NBC Universal. Gaspin resigned his position in late 2010 as a precursor to Comcast, taking controlling ownership of the now newly uh, re rechristened NBC Universal, which occurred in January 2011. Uh, Jeff Gaspin uh, has, is an executive over, uh, former executive over NBC Universal, um, and he, he comes from Bremerton University. So Jeff Gaspin is over Gaspin Media. Now, when I type in and try to find out, well, who's Jeff Gaspin? You know, what is what is who is this person? Is is he from the our culture? Is he, you know, who is he? No, no, he's not from our culture. Okay, so I want to continue looking. I want to continue seeing. Well, what else? You know, get lifted film company. Well, who is that? Who's over get lifted film company? Because I think that's important. I think it, I think all of this is important for us to really dig in and figure out what is the black ed- equity involved. Get Lifted Film Company. When we uh, type that in, uh, it says John Legend's Get Lifted Film Company. Whoa. So Get Lifted Film Company is directly tied to John Legend? Wait a second. So let's... Let's figure this out. Get Lifted Film Company, and then let's find out about Rhythm and Flow and see how do those two relate. Because obviously there's some type of connection between um, John Legend. Let's see. 
Yep, it sure is. Rhythm and Flow is being co-produced by John Legend's own Get Lifted Film Company with Legend, Jeff Gaspin, Jesse Collins, Nikki Boella. And so there you have it, my friends. This show is being produced by John Legend's film company. And there's your black equity. There is what we were looking for. Because with all this tied to it, Netflix couldn't possibly pull off something that's for the culture without having someone from the culture be involved. And so before we dive in, I wanted to make sure we found the black equity involved to make it worthy of this conversation. So now that we have that information, now that we know this, now we can dive into a full review of what we see. Now, you know, I've been talking about Sip and Share Wine for quite some time. Now you have a chance to enter for a free giveaway. The Conjurer bottle, which is the old vine Zinnevel, is now available uh, for a free giveaway. Here is how you enter. You follow Sip and Share Wines over on Instagram. That's Sip and Share Wines. You like the post that is tagged giveaway and you tag at least five friends. Comment below that post and share with us your favorite red wine. Now, for a bonus entry, tag two more friends with an additional comment. This giveaway closes October 31st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Winner will be announced on November 1st in the Sip and Share Wine story with a direct message. By entering, participants confirm they are of the age of 21 or older, open to U.S. residents only. Now, back to the show. So I begin the show of Rhythm and Flow on episode one. This is labeled the Los Angeles Auditions. And the first four minutes and six seconds is the intro of the show. And they're giving us tidbits of what's going to happen throughout the the remainder of the series. And as of right now, it is showing that there are four episodes uh, available. I'm not sure if there's going to be more episodes at a later date, uh, but there's four episodes. Each one is its own audition. I believe they have uh, Los Angeles. They have New York auditions, Atlanta auditions, and Chicago. And then if you keep scrolling down, it says Cypher is available on October 16th. Rap Battles, October 16th. Music Videos, October 16th. Samples, October 23rd, Collaborations, October 23rd, and the finale will be on October 23rd. So it looks like uh, there will be 10 episodes in total, uh, and we're getting it kind of sparsed out. We're getting the first four now, and then we'll get uh, three more in a few weeks, and then after that we'll get three more at the end of October. So it's a model that a lot of people are doing. I saw Hulu is doing that with Wu-Tang, which, by the way, is a great show. If you're a lover of hip-hop, definitely check out Wu-Tang, The American Saga, on Hulu. Uh, Something that I did notice, I did notice in the first four minutes of the Los Angeles Auditions, episode one of Rhythm and Flow, here's what I noticed. I noticed that um, the prize is 250000 
Um, I'm not sure, you know, if that's... Um, for a show that's put a lot of budget behind it, I'm not sure if that's the kind of prize that would be worthy of what all the hoopla that is going on around uh, this. Um, but okay, I digress. 250000 and then a shot to be featured on Spotify's Rap Caviar uh, live. So I, I guess they'll be performing there, and then I guess it will appear on Spotify. So as a strategic partnership, that tells me something. That tells me that Spotify is involved in the making of the show. And so I'm going to have to study that a little bit later and see what, what's going on with Spotify you know, offering that up. Usually when you get these perks and these things at the end, that means those are strategic partners that are dealing with that particular brand. So four minutes in and already we see some surprises. We see uh, appearances by uh, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. We see Lupe Fiasco could be involved here, Fat Joe. There's different people throughout these different cities that uh, Killer Mike, each city will have its own personalities that will come through and support uh, these addition, these uh, initial three hosts of Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I. So far, so good. I like where they're headed with this. They're going to tell true stories uh, about these people who are trying to make it through. But it does kind of concern me with the $250,000 cash prize because it shows me that they're not really invested in making this person into uh, financial success. They really are just kind of using hip-hop to make a bigger money play for their own individual brand, not necessarily to make the person who wins this go to another level. 250 is good, but you got to remember, I believe about 50% of that is cut out. Uh, So you're looking at, uh, what, 175? You know, you're you're looking at uh, or one twenty five. I'm sorry. You're looking at one twenty five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, possibly between one twenty five and one fifty being the amount that somebody is going to be receiving. So let me look at another 15, 20 minutes of this of this episode and let's see what else we can find. So right now we are around the 16 minute mark. So we've had another 10 to 12 minutes since I've last spoken to you. And here's what I'm seeing. So first, T.I. meets up with Nipsey Hussle. And um, they have a conversation. And then uh, it goes into meeting the students at the 1500 Studios. And a person performs. And, of course, I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm just giving uh, the backdrop. Cardi B then meets up with Snoop Dogg, um, and she talks about being a mother, and uh, she invites Snoop Dogg to come to the auditions tonight, and um, Chance the Rapper, he meets up with Anderson Pack, and they have a couple people perform uh, for, for Chance. So this is all really great stories, right? They're they're trying to thread a story that this is going to be an audition to get people to that next level. And all this is 
great. I mean, there's nothing negative to say about any of it. I mean, you can tell that it's uh, written very well and done in a way that makes you really feel that it's authentic. And so if you had a question about that part, you definitely have that answered. So this is it's, it's passing the smell test of is this a show that I should check out? So if you haven't checked it out yet, the answer is yes. 15 minutes in, usually you can tell if something's even worth your time or not. Okay, so it feels authentic. Obviously, you know it's well-produced, it's well-written, it's done in a way that, you know, it appears that these three haven't met up with each other yet and they're going to go meet that night. Did that really happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if those three didn't meet up at all that day and they're only going to see each other that night at the auditions. But it's a story. It's a it's a show. So you got to kind of rock with it, right? And so we're about to go into the nightly auditions. But I want to say one thing. I want you to go visit uh, the T.I. Chance and Cardi B interview that was on Ellen. And Ellen was saying, you know, why did you decide to do Rhythm and Flow? And Cardi B says, out of her own lips, she says the following. What, what uh, <laughs> actors and actresses got to go through? Like, you know, artists, we have long days, but it's just full of excitement. It's, it's like we move around. We're right. doing something. It's like you got to wait on the trailer till it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Around the cameras, around. Yes, you gotta do the same scene like what he does. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna do that again, are you? Oh, yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> yep. I'm going to film for a movie this month. Oh, well, you just said you didn't enjoy it, but it, but you don't care. I enjoy the check. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you did Rhythm and Flow? Yes. <laughs> you oh, want to know good. something? We did it for the... We, everybody do it for the check. But once we was there, you know... We the came last, for the check, we, but we stayed for the artist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you want to yeah. know something? I grew a connection to the to the contestants and to everybody. Uh-huh. I was really emotional the last day. Like, I just couldn't yeah. believe it. It was so sad. Good. That's I feel bad because I feel like we crushed a couple of people's dreams. A couple of the dreams should have been crushed. But you want to know something? <laughs> the labels, labels would have done that. So... As you just heard, Cardi's telling you, hey, I did this for the check. So I don't know what the check was. I don't know what the budget was uh, behind Rhythm and Flow. But it obviously wasn't for <laughs> the culture. That said, this whole show is very culturally enriched. I mean, you're having people pop up left and right. You're seeing faces all throughout the culture. So it's it's hard to really tell, you know, was this a money grab? Was this a cultural uh, situation where we can improve the culture? Was it a little bit of both? Can you have one without the other? They say the game is to be sold, not to be told. And so if people are making bank off of off of culture, hey, I mean, you can't be mad at that. That's why we built the culture up. We built the culture that so then, you know, we can receive top dollar for it. But I think it becomes disingenuous when uh, whatever these three hosts received, I'm not sure what that amount was. But it must have been enough for Cardi B to say, I want that check. And I know her checks aren't small. And so 
when the guest or the winner is getting 250, I can only imagine, well, what is T.I., Cardi B, and Chance getting? Not that it's really any of our business, but it does make me question, you know, what the motives really were. That said, I'm loving what they've produced and what they put together, and I'll continue watching uh, the show and continue seeing, well, what else, you know, do we have here? I just thought it would be uh, relevant for us to document that moment in black history, a black culture, um, that Cardi B is saying she did it for the check. She didn't necessarily do it for anything else. And of course, you can laugh and say other things, but you did this particular show uh, for the check. And so as I'm watching uh, the show and I'm hearing people talking about how much they love the culture and how much they love this, but in the interview, you're telling me you did it for the check. Which one do I believe? And maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. But I think we have to at least document this moment uh, for us to consider for the future. Uh, when certain situations come up in the future, we can reference back to this episode and say, remember that time that we heard that? Maybe this is why uh, this is happening this way. So we're about 40 minutes into the Rhythm and Flow, episode one, Los Angeles editions. And, you know, what I really like about this, hopefully this, the same format will be there for all the shows. I like when the people are just performing and we get to see the judges be the judges. You know, everything else, I understand they got to tell a story and they got to, you know, create the atmosphere for each city. Uh, but I really just want to hear people perform and see if they're any if they're good or not uh, and see if I agree with what the judges are saying. Um, you know, there were a couple um, people that went through that I thought I'm surprised they got through. And then there's a couple of people that didn't get through that I was kind of shocked by. And I'll let you, you know, listen in and, and, and decide for yourself and send us a message. Send us a, a voice message. You can go on Anchor, go to Black Equity Podcast and send us a message of who you think should have been uh, part of the uh, Los Angeles editions uh, and who shouldn't have been. Uh, but there's about 15 minutes left in the show. And I must say, this is a really entertaining show. This is uh, this is an awesome time for the culture. I did hear um, recently in the interview Chance saying that this is the first legitimate uh, hip hop competition show. Uh, I don't know about that, Chance. I, I would have to challenge that. I mean, when I think about it, I think about making the band. You know when. Um, the band was chosen. I I don't know how that's not a legitimate uh, hip hop competition show. So I, I don't know about that. It's like they're they're trying to pump this up as being the first of something, when it it's not. <laughs> I don't know what it is the first of, but it's not the first of of this. Uh, think about a show like The Rap Game on um, I believe it's Lifetime with uh, Jermaine Dupri. Um, I mean, yes, it is a younger crowd, but it's still legitimate. So there's just some things for the marketing of this show to pump it up as if this is the the first time ever in history that this is happening. But all in all, this part of the show I'm really enjoying. I'm enjoying seeing the artistry and people going for 
what they believe in. But you know, here's the thing: I've never really been a big fan of someone else deciding if I'm ready for something or not. I've never really been a big fan of it. It's cool to to watch, but I don't know if I would ever put myself in that position. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on it. Um, you know, if I'm going to be found, I want to be um, I want to be the person that that charted my own course. And so I don't know who's going to end up winning this competition, but I am concerned with that just a tad bit of ever putting myself in that, you know, vulnerable position of, you know, these four people are going to decide my fate. Uh, But of course, you can keep going without them. You don't need their approval to continue uh, moving forward. Um, You know, I think there was a lot of people that were worried that, you know, how's Cardi B going to be a host on this? And is this the right group of people? I think it is. I think you have to have Cardi B on there or someone like her who's going to bring in the audience. And this is an audience play. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Cardi B got the biggest check because uh, her being there brings uh, a huge fan base in to watch the show, if it if it would have been someone else, it may not have gotten that that same level of attention. Um, so that's the black equity in all of this. The black equity is the the host and the people that are all centered around the competition show. The competition show itself is just a competition. It's the it's the sprinkle of the different personalities throughout the culture that give this show leg, uh, legitimate uh, legitimacy. For people to say, oh, I rock with this. And so you're going to be seeing over the next month people loving rhythm and flow and they're going to be tweeting about rhythm and flow. And so I would say go watch this. See if you agree with some of their decisions and then just soak up the game that they're given to. There's some really good wisdom that people are saying as they're handing out information that you can pick up and see for yourself that, hey, I can apply this for my own personal life. But we got about 15 minutes left of the show. Let's see if anything else stands out um, before we give our final thoughts. So I just wrapped up the last 15 minutes of the first episode of Rhythm and Flow with T.I., Cardi B, and Chance the Rapper as the host. This episode was uh, focused in Los Angeles, so their special guest host is Snoop Dogg. And it was a pretty good first episode. There's nothing wrong with the show whatsoever. There's definitely black equity involved. It is a black targeted show on a uh, primarily white owned uh, network of Netflix. But they do uh, work alongside John Legend's uh, Get Lifted uh, production, so there is black equity involved. Uh, so you can feel rest assured that there, um, you know, there is people from our culture who are probably uh, properly being uh, compensated for this. My only gripe that I found was I felt that the award money was a little bit low uh, for uh, this competition that's supposed to be held as one of the best competition shows in quite some time. I just found it to be a little low. Because I feel like, you know, $250,000, they are going to make off of, you know, just, um, <laughs> you know, 
one day, you know, one day of Netflix <laughs> is, is way more than that. Uh, but hey, you know, you know, that's, you know, that's a small gripe to have. Uh, I look forward to watching the other episodes. And if anything stands out, I have no problem coming back on and having another episode. But I think we've done our job here. We've introduced you to something new to the culture. So you're aware of what you're walking into. If you've already watched the full first episode, great. Uh, You know, this episode didn't have any spoilers. What we really wanted to do was look at the black equity involved and then give an honest uh, synopsis of what's going on. So thank you for showing up on Black Equity. Uh, Look forward to many more episodes where we dissect the new things that enter into our culture to make sure that we're looking at all the Black Equity involved. If you have any interest of being on Black Equity, make sure you reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if it's a good fit. And uh, we look forward to uh, continuing partnering and having great conversations with the many business leaders, the many leaders within our culture uh, to come on the podcast. And uh, we have really big things planned for everyone. So continue listening, continue supporting, and I'll see you on the next episode of Black Equity.